Hey, hey, welcome to the Empowered and Free podcast. My name is Erin Kimbrell, and I'm a counselor, certified life coach, breathwork coach, and small town mom of two. I know firsthand what it feels like to live with high functioning anxiety. For most of my life, I had so much mental mess, anxiety, people pleasing, perfectionism, overthinking, constant worrying, and never feeling good enough. On my decade-long journey to feeling better, I've learned how to take back my life from high-functioning anxiety and helped others to do the same through my coaching and breathwork programs. Now, I want to share everything I know with you. This podcast will help you feel empowered over your high-functioning anxiety and free to finally live the life of your dreams. Now, grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and dive into the episode. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast. Hello, I am so excited to be here, you guys. I have wanted to start this podcast for far too long, and today's the day, episode one. (laughs) All right, so this is pretty casual. I just want to have a conversation with you guys. So get your cup of coffee, join me, let's get started. You know, I have a cup of coffee right here in my hand. So today I really want to start with how I ditched the mental mess of high functioning anxiety, right? I get asked this a lot. How did you go from there to where you are now? And today I just kind of want to spill it all. I want to put it all out there. It gets pretty vulnerable, pretty deep, and that can be a little bit hard to share, honestly, but I want to share it all with you. So let's go ahead and get started. The first thing I want to start with is there's three things I want you to take away from today. Okay. I want you first to take away the nuggets of wisdom that I've already learned. So how can you do that? You can listen for similarities. You can listen for things that you've already been through that I went through as well, right? That might click a light bulb for you and make a connection in your life. You might say, oh, like now I get it. I'm a people pleaser because my true desire is to have other people love me, right? And so that's how I find the love that I'm looking for in my life. Or maybe you say it makes a lot of sense to me that my anxiety stems from a lack of control, a lack of feeling enough or lack of feeling safe. All right. So that's the first thing I want you to take away. How can you form those connections of things that you've gone through in your life, things that I went through and how those link together. Okay. Secondly, I really want this episode to just help you validate how you feel because you'll know that I truly get it. (laughs) I've lived with this busy brain and mental mess for most of my life. So not only can I sympathize with you, meaning I feel sorry for you, right? I can also empathize with you, meaning that I can imagine how you're feeling, but I truly know and deeply understand what that feels like. Okay. A lot of times my clients will say, oh my gosh, like you're in my brain. How did you know that? It's because I felt it. I lived it. When I was in school to become a school, to become a counselor, One of my professors said, you can only take people as deep as you've been yourself. So I can promise you that with anxiety, high functioning anxiety, I have been in deep and now I'm here to help you through it. Okay. So that's the second thing I want you to take away. And lastly, I want you to know that everything I've gone through and the place that I'm at now with my high functioning anxiety, all of that and more is available to you. I'm not special. Okay. I was somebody that was hurting. I was tired of it. 
And so I went on a decade long journey to help myself feel better. It took a lot of work, a lot of tears, a lot of really digging into the depths of my soul. And I know that sounds intense, but it was right. And so it still takes that for me because there's no grand finish line where I'll never experience anxiety again in my life. That's actually impossible, right? Anxiety is a normal feeling. And we'll talk about that on another episode. But what I want you to hear here is anything that I say here, anything I share can go for you too. It's possible for you too. Whether you choose to go at this journey alone, reach out for help or kind of find your own path, right? You can do it. All right. So that's my preface. Three things I want you to take away from today. All right, let's get into it. I'm a little bit nervous if I'm being honest, because I'm about to share some things I've never shared before. You will learn that I'm a person who likes to go in deep. Uh, I don't really hold a lot back if I know it can help you. And so here goes, right? I had high functioning anxiety for most of my life. And so what does that mean? This will be a completely separate episode, but what I want you to know quickly, if this is all new for you, is that when you have high functioning anxiety, you usually function pretty well, right? You can accomplish tasks, you do pretty well in social settings, but on the inside, you feel all the same symptoms of an anxiety disorder. So these feelings of impending doom, right? Like something is going to go wrong. Oh, I used to feel that all the time. Fear. Uh, rapid heart rate, stomach problems, right? Like all those feelings of anxiety are still happening for you. But on the outside, it doesn't appear like that because you're pretty successful. You may even seem calm to other people, right? You have high expectations of yourself and put a lot of pressure on yourself to do well. You probably feel like you need to be busy all the time and you have trouble just like chilling, relaxing. You probably have trouble asking for help and you really struggle with saying no. And lastly, you overthink and overanalyze a lot of things. Okay. So that's a very general, like what is high functioning anxiety? Again, I'm going to go into a ton of detail on separate episodes about that, but I wanted to start with that. I am someone who could check every box. I just said that was me as a former type, a personality, a perfectionist, an overachiever, a people pleaser. Nobody had really an idea that I was struggling as bad as I was. I put on a happy face, the same happy face that you see here, right? And a smile to hide it all because I was covering up how I really felt inside. The pressure to kind of keep it all together, the pressure I put on myself was really intense. I was for sure my own worst critic, right? I beat myself up all the time. And this goes back way even into elementary school. Anybody that knew me back then <laughs> will know that I used to cry all the time. Like I'm a super emotional person as it is. And that's fine. But I would cry because I was super hard on myself. I remember crying in third grade every single time I messed up, just specifically third grade. I just was struggle busting then. And one time we were doing a class spelling bee. I spelled the word wrong, just lost it, right? It was already my norm to cry. <laughs> so my teacher, Miss Bowers, would just send me on right down the hall. A friend would walk me to the school counselor's office <laughs> and I can laugh now, but I, I had no idea what was going on inside then as a little funny side note. Okay. My school counselor's name was miss love. What in the world? That is the best school counselor's name I've ever heard. <laughs> I remember we just like played puppets in her office. She was so kind and helpful. So, um, miss love, if you're out there, I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. So 
that was a little bit about like kind of early childhood as I just kind of grew up and continued that need to excel and do everything really well followed me throughout my entire life. I was a three sport player, uh, volleyball, basketball, softball, and had five state championships. I ranked third in my class. Like I, even with all that still didn't feel good enough. I always thought about all the ways that I didn't measure up. My anxiety on the inside was pretty high, pretty constant. And I have a lot of memories of this. Um, One of those was me bawling my eyes out over a school project, just like a poster board. I made a silly mistake, easily fixable, and just, again, could not understand that, like, we can fix this. Um, Shout out to my mom. Thank you so much for helping me with that one. Oh, okay. Another time I remember I was having a club volleyball tryout, like a travel volleyball team and couldn't even go because the night before I was just throwing up, um, couldn't go, was so terrified that I wouldn't make the team. So I didn't even try. And the last story I'll short story I'll tell is I didn't even want to get my driver's license. You guys, I was scared to drive again. Like what would I do behind a wheel? I have no idea if you guys, if you've ridden with me before, (laughs) My friends are probably like, yeah, maybe you don't need that driver's license, but I think you get the drift with these stories, right? A lot of these might even sound similar to your story. The crazy thing about high functioning anxiety is that even with all of this anxiety that I was feeling, I was still functioning pretty well, right? I was what you would consider successful because I excelled at school, at home, and even in my social life. But the way that I felt on the inside was super different. I had these high expectations of myself. I was constantly overthinking everything, overanalyzing, trying to plan out my life perfectly. And that pressure that I put on myself was really suffocating at times. I had no idea at the time that I was struggling with anxiety. This was just my normal, right? I didn't have the words to put the thoughts and the feelings together that I had. I just dealt with it every single day. Okay. So in addition to that near constant anxiety, I felt I really struggled with people pleasing. And again, if you knew me, then, you know, (laughs) this people pleasing is another facet of high functioning anxiety. So some people struggle with it and some people don't. For me, I definitely did. I was really worried about what other people thought of me. Would they like me? And so as a result, I was super nice to everyone. I was overly helpful, super agreeable, and always put anything I needed, my needs on the back burner. So somebody who struggles with high-functioning anxiety usually has difficulty saying no and difficulty asking for help, okay? Just to give you a little insight on like how people-pleasery I was, (laughs) I won prom princess as a junior and then as a senior won prom queen right? Like I'm not, I'm not bragging. I just want you to understand, like, I can't even think of a single enemy that I had. Maybe if you're my enemy and you're out there listening and like hating on this, bashing me, don't tell me, I don't need to know. (laughs) But, um, that is kind of how much I wanted everybody to like me as a funny side note. Cause again, this is like, I just want this to be a conversation between us. I ended up marrying, if you don't know my story, I ended up marrying my prom king. Oh, and we've been together ever since. So that's cute, right? Okay. So that's a little about that. Let's kind of fast forward a little bit. When I went to college, continue to push myself. I remember having my first panic attack in my biochemistry lab final. 
Okay. I wasn't stressed at the moment. And all of a sudden I felt like I was having a heart attack. I was dizzy. Like heart was racing. Room was spinning. Couldn't breathe. Can anyone relate? Let me know. Um, when we have a conversation about this in the Facebook group afterwards, let me know if you can relate to what I'm saying. If you don't know you're having a panic attack, it can be legit terrifying. Like I thought I was dying. So that's kind of when that part of my anxiety kicked in. I always struggled with way too much on my plate, which is another symptom of high functioning anxiety. I decided that graduating college and getting my undergrad degree and taking on an internship in corporate HR and having a job and getting married all needed to happen at the same time, right? What was I even thinking? <laughs> I was like 22 or something and just putting all that plate, all that stuff on my plate. And that was my theme. That was my cycle in life. Put too much on my plate, feel exhausted, burn out, and then try to recuperate. Can you relate to that too? You guys know I get it. I know this is kind of a lot, but I want you to see again the similarities, take the nuggets of wisdom, and learn how you can help yourself. All right. So fast forward to motherhood. Any mamas listening to this podcast? I don't even use the word mama, but anyway, in motherhood, when I had my two kids, with each, with the birth of each child, my anxiety got worse and worse and worse. Not only did I struggle with anxiety, I struggled with postpartum depression. My worst case scenario mentality was through the roof, right? Those intrusive thoughts were just popping in left and right. I was constantly worrying about my kids, what could happen to them, what could go wrong. I was worried about my husband. He had a pretty dangerous job and I was always on edge, didn't know how to really relax. I felt so wound up tight all the time. And to make matters even worse, I had no clue how to really take care of myself because I was always so busy taking care of other people. This happens a lot to mothers. We end up taking care of everybody else but ourselves. All right. So even through everything I had experienced, I still knew I wanted to help people. I've always wanted to be a helper. My mom says that even from like a super early age, always wanted to help people. And I felt this calling to be a counselor. So I remember going back to school for my master's degree in counseling. Here's the irony of it all. It wasn't even until my diagnosis class. Okay. When I was going to get my master's, we had a class on diagnosis. It wasn't even until then that I learned the criteria for anxiety and realized, hello, hi, it's me, right? I had anxiety. And I remember in that class, we're reading those criteria and I was check, 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 checking them off. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I had gone my whole life feeling this way and didn't even have a name for it. So at that moment, everything started to make sense for me. I understood why my brain worked the way it did because I had anxiety, right? It was like, wow, mind blown. Okay. And this is where I hit a roadblock and maybe you're at this roadblock. I talked to a lot of women, a lot of people who are at this roadblock right now. They maybe are aware that they have anxiety. And this is where we get stuck. We get stuck in the anxiety. We start to wear the anxiety as a label. And why do we do this? It's because we feel validated. I know what that feels like. It's like, oh my gosh, all of this makes sense. These are the reasons that I've been doing things like this. And what I mean by getting stuck in the anxiety is how many times are you saying things like, my anxiety made me, 
right? My anxiety made me do it. Or I hear a lot, uh, it's because I'm anxious. I do this because I'm anxious. Even when we label ourselves by saying I'm anxious, or if we say my anxiety, it can just be really limiting, right? It's a big part of the reason that we find ourselves stuck with anxiety disorders is because we believe that it's a part of us that we're not able to change. We feel like this anxiety is a lifetime sentence. And what I want you to hear, hello, hello, that is far from the truth. That is so far from the truth. Okay. I'll do a whole separate episode about that, but I want to start with that because it was a big part of my story, me getting stuck there. And maybe it's a part of yours too. Okay. So becoming a counselor, high functioning anxiety is kicked into overdrive. And I had no idea how to stop it. I remember breaking out in hives all like all over my body. I was like, what is this from the stress and the anxiety? So on the inside, I was overthinking, worrying, planning my perfectionism. All these things were through the roof, but on the outside, what do you think I look like? Kind of looked like I had it all together, right? I even won counselor of the year award at graduation and funny thing. That was voted on by my peers. Why, you may ask? Because I was a people pleaser extraordinaire, honey. Okay. So on the inside, I was exhausted, depleted, never felt like I was good enough. And I knew that I couldn't live my life like this. Like I knew I could not continue. I remember having that breakthrough moment outside of the counseling um, department. I was standing there and thinking like, I cannot, I I can't, I can't live like this anymore. And just knew that I needed help. And again, maybe that's where you're at today. I hope you can hear my story that I really, really, really get it. I had tried everything, you guys, to help calm my anxiety. I tried everything. I remember trying medication. And maybe I'll do a separate episode about that. I know it can be a little touchy subject, but I have a lot to say. I tried therapy. I tried meditation. I tried CBD oil. I tried journaling, yoga, time in nature, essential oils, (laughs) chiropractic care, self-help books. All right. I have a whole shelf behind me of self-help books because I'm like self-help queen. And even as you know, got my master's degree in counseling to try to help myself. And the real truth is the hard truth is that none of that helped me enough. After all of that, I kind of still felt pretty awful to be honest, right? And so what I did is I went back and I got a life coach certification program and learned that I had to dig deeper, had to dive in a lot deeper into my life experiences that made me the way I am in order to heal my anxiety. So let me talk about what that kind of like, what does that even mean, Erin? What are you saying? I'm just saying words. Okay. What I mean is I got to the root of what was causing my anxious thoughts and feelings. I looked to my past everything I had gone through to see why I was getting triggered, why my anxiety was getting triggered. And I learned that my anxiety was actually just trying to protect me. It was trying to help me not feel hurt or pain again, and just trying to keep me safe. Another thing I learned that was huge is that little third grade Erin, y'all remember her? She used to cry all the time. She was actually the key to healing the 30 something year old Erin that was in me. Okay. Once I started to pull back these layers, peel them back one at a time, I could see why I felt like I was always on edge, why I was nervous, why I was worried all the time. And I learned how to calm that part of myself. 
which in turn really lifted that anxiety from my body. And it let me finally, for the first time ever, learn how to deeply relax. Okay. I also worked a ton on my mindset. Obviously a lot of anxiety is in the mind. So I worked a lot on my mindset. I let go of old negative beliefs that were holding me back. Things like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, worthy enough, right? All these things that I truly believed were holding me back. And so now I've done so much work on my mindset that when a negative thought pops up, I know how to take it. I know how to notice it, flip it on its head and then kick it to the curb. Like it's not worth it. It's not worth believing. I ditched my inner critic and I can say that with so much power behind it because that is huge. You guys, the inner critic can run the show. I talk about in my, um, in my, uh, bio, how the inner critic can feel like Regina George, just running the show. That is a mean girls reference. If you don't know, if you haven't seen the movie, but that inner critic can cause us to feel so awful about ourselves. So I ditched it. And then I found (laughs) self-compassion actually being nice to myself. Shocking thought, right? I truly believe that that is one of the biggest things that created lasting change for me. So now I speak to myself like my bestie, like my best friend, not like my worst enemy. Another thing I struggled with self-doubt. Self-doubt used to rule my life. I questioned every decision I made, always wondering, did I make the right choice? Did I do the right thing? So then I would go and ask other people, what should I do about my life? I would feel like their opinion of me was so important. Okay. Remember that people please are part of me. Then I would do everything they wanted me to do. Oh, you think I should do this with my life? Okay. So in this journey, I learned how to stop looking to everyone else for the answers, realizing that the answers I needed were actually already in myself. I'm the only one who has the answers for me. So with this built up in myself was a lot of self-trust, a lot of self-confidence and all of that coming from within. Okay. I learned that other people's opinions of me didn't actually matter. And I could teach myself how to feel good enough exactly as I was. The only thing that truly matters to me now is how I feel about myself and my heart and soul. Okay. Before this work, perfectionism had me terrified to mess up, right? I was so scared to fail. So I wouldn't even give it a try. Now I have embraced a growth mindset, knowing that I can't succeed if I don't try. Okay. I also know that failure is normal. Failure is a normal part of this process. I'm going to mess up every single day and that's okay. It's actually not the end of the world, right? I get to fail forward, moving forward and use that failure as redirection. I've let go of the need to be productive and to be busy all the time. I learned that I actually don't have to be in control of every single thing. It's actually way easier that way to not be in control, to not have my hands in all the pots and do all the things. I learned it's really important to say this word. Are you ready? No, (laughs) that's the magic word. I stopped agreeing to stuff just because I felt like I should do it or I was worried about disappointing other people. So now I only say yes to things that truly light me up. And I actually have white space, open time in my calendar, time to breathe, time to rest, time to just be. It feels so freaking good. You guys, I'm telling you. Okay. So most days I feel good. I feel like I feel today, joyful, light at ease. This inner peace is real. You guys, 
I'm human. So obviously I still have ups and downs that go along with life, but I really enjoy it exactly as it comes to me. I believe that everything is happening for my good and in my favor. I feel free. I feel free from that grip that high functioning anxiety had on me. And I really do feel empowered to live the life of my dreams. Okay. So I've been talking a lot and you guys are probably thinking, cool, 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 Aaron, like good for you, (laughs) but how did you do it? How? So here's the nitty gritty to heal my anxiety. I used a combination of three things. The first one, deep inner work. Okay. I've talked about that a lot in this podcast episode. What do I mean? I mean, healing those life experiences and the trauma that caused a lot of my anxious feelings in the first place. Okay. So deep inner work. Number two, the right tools for high functioning anxiety. So for me, this is breath work. I will talk a lot about breath work on this podcast. It's somatic exercises, which means of the body. Okay. Again, I'll talk a ton about those. Um, Those are in all of my programs because they are key to healing. And then the mindset work, which I've mentioned here. So you'll notice I'm working with the body, with the mindset work. I'm sorry. I'm working with the mind, with the mindset work and with the body, with breath work and somatic exercises. Okay. So number two was the right tools for healing, high functioning anxiety. And number three is the guided support of coaching. And why is this? Coaches can see right through your stuff, right through your blocks. Coaches have this outside perspective. They can help you make connections that you would not have seen because you're in the thick of it. Have you ever heard that saying, you can't see the forest through the trees? Okay. Coaches can help you zoom out, see the forest. They'll tell you the path to get out and they'll even maybe hold your hand and let you follow them down that path, right? That's the amazing thing about coaching. So deep inner work, the right tools for anxiety and coaching. Those are the three things. That's the light version that consolidates my decade long journey of healing into one sentence. Now, what I've done is combined all of that into my life's work, right? My coaching and my breathwork programs. I use everything I've learned from my background in counseling, plus my coaching and breathwork training to help you stop letting high functioning anxiety control your life and to help you ditch the mental mess. Okay. I've created my coaching and breathwork programs to help you because you are where I was. And I know you're ready to feel better. If so, if that is you, please send me a message. I would love to chat with you. Okay. You don't have to struggle with high functioning anxiety forever. If nothing else, I would love to just support you. I would love to cheer you on no matter where you're at in this journey to heal your high functioning anxiety. All right, friends. I know today was a long one, but I hope that listening to my story was really helpful to you. There is so much that I've learned on this journey with high functioning anxiety, and hopefully I dropped some little gold nuggets of wisdom for you today that you can take away from this episode. My whole purpose in starting this podcast is that I can help you feel empowered over your high functioning anxiety and free to finally live the life of your dreams. If you haven't yet, take a listen to the trailer to know what's coming next or dive into the other episodes. I'm here for you and you've got this. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You don't know how much it means to me. 
If you'd like more behind the scenes content, inspiration, and daily reminders that encourage and uplift you, follow me on Instagram at HeyAaronKimbrell and send me a DM to say, Hey, if any of the episodes have been super helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. It helps me so incredibly much and it allows the podcast to be seen by other people who need it. If you want to learn more from me, head to erinkimbrell.com. That's where you'll find all my free resources, read the podcast show notes, and learn more information about my online coaching and breathwork programs that help you create the life you want. If you want to keep the conversation going from today's episode, join us in our exclusive podcast Facebook community, Empowered and Free, Help for High Functioning Anxiety. I'm here for you, and I'm always cheering you on. I'll see you next time. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast.